Welcome back to the show, everyone. So joining us today, we have a very special guest, Katie Kaiser. Hi, everyone. All right, so before we get started, Katie, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I go to Bowen High School with Grace and Lila, and I wanted to come on today to talk about food. Um, we're all very uh, very passionate about food. Yeah, food lovers, as people might say. Definitely. Okay, so today for restaurant of the day, we're gonna be doing something a little bit different, um, and so we're gonna be naming our top five restaurants um, in Harvard Square. Um, if you don't know, Harvard Square is very close to Belmont, so we go there pretty often. So we have a pretty good idea of the restaurants that we like there. Yeah, it's a close enough place where you can go and get good food, um, and it's pretty easily accessible from Belmont, which is really awesome, but there's a variety of different options, which is why it's a great place to go and get food. Yeah, I'd say it's also a hub for food just because it's a college town. A whole bunch of college students always come get get some good food. Um, And so Katie and I actually just, I think this past weekend, um, we went uh, on a little mini food tour. Um, that we created our, ourselves, and so some of those restaurants that we went to are going to be featured today. Yeah, um, so starting off with our first uh, place to eat would be uh, Tom's Bao Bao. So Tom's Bao Bao is a pretty small restaurant, and it's a really cool feature. There's a kitchen with a full glass window, so you can see all of the chefs making um, your food, and they have a lot of different specials of different amounts of bao, and you can get different types yeah, so some of the bows you can get are juicy pork, which has pork, scallion, ginger, and Shaoxing wine. Um, curry beef, it's basically just beef, potato, carrot. Um, chicken, which is chicken, cabbage, carrot, and bean sauce. Vegetarian um, with bok choy, shiitake, and smoked tofu. And then there's also other seasonal and signature flavors that they have. Um, and in addition, I think... Um, when you're ordering, you can get different combos. Is that how it was? Yeah, you can get one, two, three bao, and it comes with a dessert, salad, or rice. Yeah. So I must admit, I've never actually been to bao or bao bao, but and I'm really sad that I've never gone because from the reviews of Lila and Katie, it sound it sounds pretty amazing. But I have had bao buns before. Um, more specifically, I've had the pork bao buns, which I found to be really delicious. Yeah, I mean, overall, this restaurant is very good. I think Katie and I have gone a couple times, um, and we've enjoyed it both times. Um, I think normally I usually get the juicy pork um, bao bun. Yeah, Um, I'd say it's one of my favorite restaurants in Harvard Square. I normally get the chicken. Yeah, I think really anything you order, you can't really go wrong. Um, But that's just what I would... um, say I would recommend so what would you guys or how would you rate the um atmosphere what do you guys think the atmosphere was like in this place um I think I definitely rate it pretty high probably about like an eight out of ten um the food was very good and probably the best part of the restaurant um also as Katie mentioned before um it is very small and there's not very many uh places to eat inside um but you can take it outside if you want if it's a nice day out um, and then it's also a cool feature that they have where you can watch um, the chef. Um, I think I've been there once or twice, but usually when I go to uh, Mike's Pastry, it's 
very crowded, even in Harvard Square. Um, usually I'll get the um, regular cream cheese, uh, ricotta cheese, um, cannoli with some powdered sugar on top, and it's absolutely delicious. I definitely 10 out of 10 recommend it. Yeah, same. I get, um, I pretty much get the same thing, except I get chocolate chips on it because I personally love the addition of chocolate to the um, cannoli. I think it adds something extra, and it's really awesome because there's multiple different flavors, so I think any, um, if you want something different, there's a lot of different flavors to try. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of variety of flavors. I mean, whatever flavor you can possibly think of, they have a cannoli for that, which I think makes the restaurant super unique. Yeah, it also, there's a bunch of other desserts to try, such as cookies and things like that. Um, I have to say, I've never gotten a cupcake or anything like that from there. I know they have them, but personally, I just stick to the cookies. And I've had a chocolate chip cookie from there before, and it was really great because the size, it was super large and warm and straight out of the oven, so it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never gotten anything else other than a cannoli from the Harvard Square location, but from the Boston location, I actually went... I think it was over the summer, um, and I got a chocolate cake, and it was it was delicious. Also, it was um, just as good as you know any cannoli that that you can get from there. Um, Katie, have you tried anything really great from Mike's Pastries? Um, I think I've had cookies a few times. I've tried the cannoli once or twice. I'd say it's definitely one of the best cannolis I've had. Uh, overall, I don't like cannolis that much, so I haven't had it a lot. That's a lot of praise for someone who doesn't like yeah. cookies, I guess. <laughs> but their cookies were really good. Okay, so I have a fun little story about Mike's Pastries. I think it's just really awesome to go to Mike's Pastries every time because my parents, when they were younger, they used to go to Mike's Pastries, and they always told me stories about how great the food was there. So going to Mike's Pastries for the first time was really um, – it was kind of – cool because my parents went there when they were younger too and when they were in high school they would do the same thing and go to Harvard Square to get all this different food just like we're doing now. Yeah I feel like Mike's Pastry is pretty unique um, because it's like a small like little family uh, business and their food is just absolutely delicious. Yeah I feel like whenever you go in there the service is incredible because they're so friendly and they always have a smile on when you go into the restaurant so it's really a warm and inviting environment. Definitely. Yeah. I'd say, what do you think you would rate it out of 10? So I have to rate this a 9 out of 10 because the cannolis are incredible. The rest of their desserts are amazing. So, I yeah, it's definitely a 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah, I think... I need a 9 out of 10, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd also go 9 out of 10 just because, I mean, nothing about the food makes me want to rate it low. It's just that it gets crowded sometimes. Um, and the, and the bakery is pretty small, so... Um, it's hard to fit a lot of people in there at once, which I guess is a good thing for the restaurant, but it's not so good for me when I want when I want to get a cannoli. Um, yeah, the only reason I would take a point off is because waiting. I'm pretty impatient, so <laughs> waiting for the cannoli or waiting in that giant line is um, sometimes a hassle to go and just get a single cannoli. But other than that, um, I would rate it pretty highly. Um, so moving right along, our next um, restaurant is another one for dessert and sweets. Um, it's called Amarino, and it's a gelato um, shop. And I think it has locations in, I know, Newberry Street and also um, Harvard Square in Cambridge. So Katie actually introduced me to this restaurant, I have to say. So, um, yeah, um, what do you have to say on it? 
Um, this is definitely one of my favorite restaurants in Harvard Square. I feel like I've been saying that again and again, but mm-hmm. I like all the food there. Um, I first went to it on Newbury Street. The Harvard Square location is really, really, really new. Um, it's definitely more of an international chain. It doesn't have very many locations in the U.S. There happen to be two in Massachusetts, but otherwise there are not that many around. I know there's one in Milan, and it's just um, more worldwide than a lot of the other places. Yeah. The gelato there is super, super good. It's some of the, I've had gelato in Italy before, and I'd say it's right up there with that. And I think it's really cool. One of their specialties is that they um, they make flowers out of the ice cream when you order if you get it in a cone. And it's really beautiful. And they also have um, gelato macarons. So. Yeah, so I think when I've been before, I think I've been once or twice before, um, and their gelato, like Katie said, is very good. Um, and I think a notable thing about this restaurant is that they do make the gelato into the flour. Um, and so, like seen with our previous restaurant of the day trends it is very instagrammable um (laughs) and then the gelato filled macaroons are i I think probably better in my opinion than the gelato themselves yeah i think that's what makes it really unique i mean it has a bunch of unique elements which makes the restaurant stand out which is really great so it um it's not there's many different things you can get um so some of the different flavors of the macaroons that you can get are Vanilla, mango, raspberry, coffee, pistachio, chocolate, um, caramel, and cheesecake. And the ones I've tried are caramel and raspberry. Out of the two, I would say raspberry is my favorite because I prefer the fruity taste to the salty taste of caramel. Yeah, I had this pistachio, which I usually don't go with kind of that kind of flavor. I usually like the fruity, like strawberry ice cream, stuff like that. And I thought the pistachio was pretty good. Um... And it went really well with the ice cream flavors I chose. I think I got um, chocolate and vanilla together because you can mix the flavors a little bit. Um, And that was an awesome combination. Yeah, that's another really unique thing about the restaurant is that they allow you to choose a bunch of different flavors of gelato that you can get no matter the size. So if you get the smallest size, you can still get two flavors of gelato, which is really incredible. Also, they have sorbet. So just in case you didn't want gelato, you can have the sorbet as well. Yes, I definitely recommend mixing your flavors of gelato uh, because it makes a very pretty pattern um, (laughs) when they make it into a flower, but also like the taste, um, combining it, it's very good. Yeah, they have a lot of really unique flavors. I know they have tiramisu, which I would highly recommend. I always get that when I go in. Um, Their coffee is really good. They have different types of chocolate. They have vanilla, all of the typical flavors, plus some more unique ones. Yeah, I know I've never actually been to the one in Harvard Square, um, but I know that the Boston restaurant, the one on Newberry Street, it's a pretty small area for it to be in, and so oftentimes you can't actually find a lot of um, seating. So I think when we've gone, we've just gotten it to go and kind of walk down Newberry Street um, while eating the ice cream. Yeah, it's rather compact in the actual uh, restaurant itself. And the line, when you go up to purchase your ice cream, the uh, line you're waiting in is really tight because it's quite close to the wall where people walk by. Yeah, it's like a little alleyway. Yeah, so the space inside the restaurant is really tight. Yeah, I'd say the Harvard Square one is a little bit better with that. Um, They have a lot more seating in a separate room a few steps up. 
but there's still a big issue with when you're ordering the line space is very cramped and it's kind of hard to get around yeah I have to say throughout our um, restaurant of the day process a bunch of the restaurants that we have been to are all really popular and super instagramable but they are also really tight and compact, and I think I've noticed that trend throughout a bunch of the restaurants we've been to. Yeah, I think I totally agree. I think it's kind of hard to find a really good restaurant that's not always crowded, and I think that's kind of a price you have to pay if you want to go see, if, if you want to go eat at a good restaurant like this. And I think overall, I mean, the food probably outweighs the, the cost of having to wait in a crowded line. Yeah, and that's why I'd give this restaurant a 10 out of 10 because the ice cream and the gelato is just amazing and it's unlike any gelato I've had before. I think it's so much better than all the other gelato I've had and definitely the food there will is um, worth waiting in the line. Yeah, I'd say I'd probably give it around like an 8 out of 10 just because um, I'm not like the biggest ice cream fan. I'd rather get like a regular meal um, I'd probably rate one of like a meal higher but I mean the ice cream the gelato is fantastic um, I think honestly the best part is the macaroon like I said before I really enjoyed that and I think um, you can also just get some macaroons to go so if ice cream isn't your thing um, you can get macaroons as well yeah I definitely give it a 10 out of 10 I agree with Grace that the flavor of the gelato outweighs the issues with seating Okay, so moving on to our fourth restaurant, we have Tasty Burger. So this, I think, is a staple in Harvard Square and, again, is a restaurant that is always filled with people and is quite crowded, but that's because they have some of the best burgers and fries that you can find in Harvard Square. Yes, so Tasty Burger isn't al- is also not just limited to Harvard Square. Um, there's also a location in the Back Bay in Boston, um, North Station, um, in Boston, and then Fenway um, on Boylston Street. Um, I'd say Tasty Burger, it's probably not the healthiest option, um, but it's one of the best options I think we have on our list today. Yeah, I, I think that's also another trend <laughs> throughout the restaurants of the day. Um, most of the food that is delicious is not necessarily always the healthiest, I have to say. I mean, like, you could say that that's a problem, but... But, I mean, is it really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the food is better when it's unhealthy sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say there are healthy options, but going to Harvard Square isn't really as much of a daily thing. So when you go, um, you're with your friends, and that's not necessarily what you're choosing. Yeah, I mean, there definitely are a whole bunch of healthy alternatives in Harvard Square that we might not cover today, but um, there's a ton of other options beyond what we're just um, talking about in our top five. Um, So, Tasty Burger, the menu is uh, pretty, uh, has a pretty wide range of things. Um, It's like a classic hamburger restaurant. So it has, you can get a hamburger and a cheeseburger, a bacon cheeseburger, um, and then it comes with sides. So like French fries, onion rings, tater tots, and chicken nuggets. Yes, we recently went to Tasty Burger and we decided that we had to try the chicken nuggets. They were not very nuggety. They they were a little bit large and a little bit <laughs> <laughs> like that's a little bit of a weird thing to say, but I like I don't know about how I felt about the nuggets. The flavor was pretty good, not excellent. Didn't really exceed other places to get chicken nuggets, but the the overall 
nuggetness <laughs> was not there. Yeah, so I feel like overall maybe mediocre nuggets. <laughs> if that's um if that's a factor for you, you probably don't want to go to Tasty Burger. Um, but I think Tasty Burger is mostly uh, noted for its uh, burgers. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I did not even know they served chicken nuggets. So I, yeah, they must not be fantastic if nobody's ever yeah. heard of they them. They have some there. pretty unique things. Like I saw that they had um, pies. Like they have mini pies. pies. We tried them. Oh my gosh, yeah. the mini pies! I actually have to say, I really did like it. They're really good because. Wow. I mean, you wouldn't the, think they would be good because they're just sitting there, and I feel like no one buys them because they're in, like, they're little, in, like yeah. pre-made boxes. Yeah, they look like they've been sitting there for a long time, and they look like they brought them in, and, you know, like, I don't know what the truth is, but they're really good. They're actually delicious. The chocolate one is especially good. It's bomb, let me tell you. <laughs> yes, definitely. I think, like, I wouldn't, definitely would not expect it to be, like, good at all because it, honestly looked a little bit disgusting like a little yeah. bit sweet, a little bit like you know the filling inside looks a little gross yeah but 10 out of 10 but I the mean, flavor yeah <laughs> the pies are probably are they're definitely one of the highlights of tasty burger yeah, yeah. other than the burgers obviously. other than the burgers <laughs> i i think that we're, that's a highly debatable point and i feel like we're gonna get some <laughs> yeah. um, some backlash from the community yes definitely but if you go to Taste Burger, you have to try the mini pies. It's just yeah, 100%. a must. I mean, and if you're into like fried chicken, <laughs> not chicken nuggets, then maybe yeah, the maybe the chicken nuggets are the way to go. <laughs> so the burgers that they have, there's a whole bunch, a whole variety. Um, they have their signature, which is the Big Tasty, which has cheese, lettuce, tomato, uh, pickle, onion, and like their signature sauce. Um, but there's also spicy jalapeno, the hubba burger, gorgonzola, mushroom, rise and shine burger, barbecue onion burger, um, something called our famous turkey burger, and then a veggie burger. So as you can see, there's a ton of options that you can get from and a bunch of different toppings you can get on top of them. And there's also chicken uh, sandwiches, not chicken nuggets. If <laughs> yeah. you, well, chicken nuggets also. Yeah. If you felt the need to get some chicken. And then there's also <laughs> a bunch of sides, like fries and um, onion rings and tater tots. Um, also, I always get, whenever I go to Tasty Burger, a milkshake, um, just because I find their milkshakes to be delicious. Yeah, and you can get... They have, like, this deal where you can make any sandwich a combo, and then you can add, like, a drink and a side. Um, and it, it's it's a very affordable restaurant. Um, I think the food is definitely, definitely great. Um, yeah, and it's also uh, the atmosphere in Tasty Burger is pretty great. They have two floors, and on the top floor, it's just seating, and you can just sit down and eat. But on the bottom floor, they have pool tables and a bunch of other activities, so it's really fun to go there with your friends, and you can play pool after you eat or while you're eating. Yeah, so the upstairs, it's Tasty Burger's in a pretty prime location in Harvard Square, and it's on the corner, too. Um, so they have, like bar seating kind of but it's looking out um out the window onto the street so it's really good uh people watching yeah their their whole wall is windows which is incredible it's really it's really entertaining sometimes (laughs) um and then like grace said the downstairs it's a really nice atmosphere it's totally different from the upstairs um it's a little bit darker but you can play like music whatever music i think katie and i saw like a jukebox down there yeah 
But um, and then there's also a pool table. You just have to show, like, a, any ID. Like, a school ID is fine. Yeah, they just take your ID from you to make sure that you don't steal anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, I personally, I think I'm going to get um, backlash for this point. But I would rate the restaurant um, a 7 out of 10. What? Just because... <laughs> Based on food alone, it's not my favorite burger. But if I think the atmosphere is what's helping uh, bring up the score. So maybe I'll generously give it an 8 out of 10. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'd give it probably a 9 out of 10. I think it's um, the atmosphere combined with the food is just really great. And I think it's one of the prime destinations that um, I usually go to when I go to Harvard Square. Um and I usually get like just a plain old like cheeseburger, and it's and it's really good. Yeah, I'd say for if it was food alone, I give it a five out of ten. It's like right around average, I'd say. Um, there are some standout things, but there also are some things that are just don't live up to the hype. Maybe like the chicken nuggets. Like the chicken nuggets. <laughs> um, the pies are standout. Um, I wouldn't say that. The burgers are anything exceptional, definitely compared to other places, even around Harvard Square. Yeah. They're definitely def- definitely better burgers. And if you've ever been to In-N-Out Burger in California, oh then nothing compares to that. But I'd give it, because of the pool table, which is really fun, even if you're bad at pool, like me, <laughs> um, I'd say that brings up the rating to like a 6 or 7 out of 10, depending on um, the day and how busy it is. Yeah, definitely. I think... Um, you know, overall, uh, the restaurant itself um, is probably what sells it, not the food. Yeah. I think we can all agree. All right, so our next um, restaurant on our list is a little bit healthier, um, and it's Sweet Green. Yeah, so I know we said earlier in the podcast that we haven't really had any healthy options on, so we're going to introduce Sweet Green right now. So it's basically a salad restaurant that has many locations, and it's across the country pretty much. So it's really easily accessible. Um, There's a bunch of locations in Massachusetts, which is great, and the Harvard Square location is also really easily accessible. Yeah, I think it's probably one of the best restaurants in Harvard Square that you could go to for a, a more healthy alternative. Um, usually I'll, I have one, uh, order that I'll always get. I haven't really tried a lot of the other things, um, but I know there's a a ton of different varieties of salads you can get. Um, some of those include the spicy Thai salad, um, hummus tahina, lentil and avocado, um, and guacamole greens. Um, personally, I usually get the kale Caesar salad, which is shredded kale, uh, romaine, parmesan crisps shaved parmesan, roasted chicken, um, tomatoes, um, lime juice, and Caesar dressing. Yeah, I generally get the same thing, except I replace the tomatoes with cucumbers, because personally, tomatoes aren't my favorite, but that's why um, Sweet Green is uh, pretty great, because you can replace any of the options in your salad to uh, make something new, or you can just make your own salad entirely, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, I actually have never gotten one of the menu salads. I always make my own salad, which is really cool. It's good to, like, look at the menu and start with some idea from that, but you can substitute out really anything, and just you get to choose every aspect of the salad, which is really nice, even down to how much dressing you want. 
Yeah, they ask you about how much um, dressing or how much of each ingredient that you want along the way. So you're really involved in making your salad. They also make your salad right there in front of you, which is um, pretty interesting, I think, to watch them make the salad. And they do it so quickly. It's really unique to watch them do that. Yeah, I mean, I think they definitely have a lot of skill in making salads. Um, it's just, it's the kind of restaurant, it's a, a lot more casual, I think, than the other ones we've been talking about, um, and a lot of other restaurants in Harvard Square. Um, you just basically order at, like, this long counter, um, and they make the food as you go down the line, kind of, it's like an assembly kind of situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, speaking of, like, the space and the atmosphere in there, it's pretty modern. Um, it can get a little loud sometimes, I don't know if you guys yeah. have yeah. noticed that. Um, but it's pretty easy to find, like, seats, and then you can also get um, to go, and I think there's online ordering, too, which makes it uh, that much more accessible. I have been there when it has been challenging to find seats. There's there's almost always a line to order, but normally there's seats, but if you go during the workday around lunchtime, so, like, let's say it's summer or something, a lot of people go there either to pick up orders, because you can order online, or to get food and have quickly eat it there so it does definitely fill up sometimes yeah I have to say though the space inside there itself is pretty it's a pretty open space so there's a lot of room to sit but yeah it definitely does get busy because the salads they make are quite delicious so it's a people seek out the salads to have them for lunch and it's great to just grab on the go and have a salad yeah I think this isn't probably the most unique restaurant on our list but it's definitely something that a lot of people view as like a staple to their diet just because um, like if you're working, say like nearby or maybe you have a free during the day, you'll go to Sweet Green and you'll get something quick, easy, healthy. Yeah, so many of the salads there are delicious. Uh, my favorite is the kale Caesar and I normally don't like kale, but somehow the salad makes <laughs> it taste really good, which yeah. is surprising. I think honestly... The lime juice is what really makes the salad. And the Parmesan crisps. Oh, the Parmesan crisps are incredible. They're better than croutons, I think. Like, 100%. Um, I do have to say, the one reason I do not like sweet grain is because their bread is not good. I don't I agree. think at all. Bread is a little soggy. When, so you, at, when you're making your salad, they uh, ask you if you want bread at the end of the line. And for the first couple times that I went, I always said yes because I was excited to get bread. I just think it's a good thing yeah. to have with salad. Who doesn't like bread? Yeah, exactly. But they put it in the bowl with your salad so the bread gets soggy. And also the bread itself is just not tasty. It's very flavorless and dry. It's Straight up. It's very subpar compared to the rest of the food there. The rest of the food there is like super fresh, really good, flavorful. Like even down to like the broccoli. The broccoli is really good there. It's one of my favorite things. But the bread is just not good. Yeah, the dressings and things they put on all of the vegetables and stuff make them taste so good. And it's honestly really surprising because a lot of the times I wouldn't like things like kale or other things. But because they put these different dressings on them, they taste really good. Yeah, and especially since they're producing in such a, like, a mass quantity, um, and since there's always so many people, it's surprising that they can keep their ingredients so fresh, which I think is a is probably one of the main attractions and features of the restaurant. Yeah, so I'd rate this a 9 out of 10, because I go here often, and I think the salads are really good, as well as the service is pretty quick, considering how many people often go there. 
Yeah, I think I'd probably agree. Probably maybe around a 7 out of 10 just because it's not it's not completely unique, you know. Um, and it's like a salad that, you know, like I could make at home usually. Um, and I also think it's a little loud sometimes just with like there's like blenders going all the time, uh, music. But, um, I mean, the, the salad is good. There's just not very many options for me personally because I usually only get one thing on the menu. Yeah, um, I'd give it a solid 9 out of 10. I really like the food there. Um, I just take, the only reason I take up a point is, yeah, it can be loud and sometimes there can be trouble finding places to sit, but overall, I put it up there with, for me, Tom's Bao Bao and Sweet Green Bee, two of my favorite restaurants in Harvard Square. Yeah, so I think my favorite are definitely, I think Sweet Green's actually my favorite, and then Amarino is my second favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually have to say that Tom's Bao Bao and Mike's Pastry are my favorite, um, just because they're both very unique um, and very delicious. Yeah. And I 10 out of 10 recommend. Okay, so we're going to shift from the restaurant of the day into our main topic, which is going to be alternatives to peanut butter. Yeah, so I think peanut butter has become a staple in a lot of people's diets, especially mine. You know, every day for lunch, I'm always having a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, but a lot of people, it's, a very com- it's very common, actually, to have peanut butter allergies. And so... Recently, um, I've seen a lot of different alternatives to peanut butter that people um, have tried, and I found a lot of them, you know, <laughs> pretty interesting. And I've never had, I've never had a lot of them before. Yeah, so we wanted to give some of them um, a review today, or try them out to help people who have an allergy to peanut butter, and give them some alternatives, and to let them know which ones are actually tasty and which ones they should stay away from. Yes, yeah. we were trying to get the closest um closest alternative to peanut butter um but this is also not only for people with allergies maybe just if you want to try something new or yeah if you just like don't like peanuts sometimes but you still want a spread to put on your sandwich or something yeah, like that definitely, 100%. so basically we went to one of our local stores and we bought three different alternatives to you know regular smooth whatever crunchy peanut butter and so we found um, two uh, different flavors from Justin's. Um, one is cinnamon almond butter, and one is um, cashew butter. And then we also had the store brand um, sun butter, which is sunflower butter. Yes. So um, to start off, we tried sun butter first, which uh, the consistency was not quite the same as regular peanut butter. It was a little chunkier I guess even though it was supposed to be smooth and it says creamy on the packaging but yet there was um it was yeah it was not smooth I have to say um and while it did resemble peanut butter it the color was also slightly off it had a greenish hue to it um the taste of the sunflower seeds was really prominent in the butter and it did not taste like peanut butter at all it didn't really in my opinion yeah I think the closest that it got to peanut butter was actually the texture which is saying something because you know Grace said that the the texture was not (laughs) was not very close to peanut butter um it was like sticky kind of like peanut butter and it was thicker like peanut butter um compared to the other alternatives that we um tried but I'd say overall the flavor was just it wasn't close to peanut butter at all um and the aftertaste was a little bit a little bit disgusting i have to say um 
I feel like maybe if you had it um, like put together with some other condiment, it might it might taste a little better, or like on a piece of bread. But I think by itself, which is how we tried it, it wasn't it wasn't my favorite. Yeah, I'd say at first I thought it was not close to peanut butter at all, but then upon trying other um, things later, it seemed closer. The texture was probably the closest to peanut butter of all of them. However, it definitely did not taste like peanut butter at all. I wouldn't say that it tastes that bad. It wasn't actually as awful as I was expecting, but um, it's not super close to peanut butter. Yeah, and also the only ingredients in the sun butter were uh, sunflower seeds and sugar. Um, so there were pretty simple ingredients in it, but it just did not resemble peanut butter in my opinion. Yeah, I think um, if you're looking for something really close to peanut butter, if you have like an allergy or something, it's probably not the best idea to go with it just because like Grace said before, the sunflower taste was so prominent. And personally, I don't like the taste of like sunflower and sunflower seeds. And so I didn't, I didn't enjoy it as much, but maybe, you know, it did have a pretty accurate taste to like sunflower seeds. And so I think, you know, if you like that flavor, um, instead of, it's a good alternative to peanut butter because of the texture. Yeah. So if you go into the mindset of eating it, thinking that it's going to taste like sunflower seeds and you enjoy the taste of sunflower seeds, then it's definitely a good option for you. But if you're thinking it's going to taste similar to peanut butter, I would not recommend trying this. Um, and overall, I have to say it was my least favorite. Oh, no. It was my second, second least favorite out of the uh, different butters that we tried. Yeah, you'll see why in our next one. Yeah, I think it. I agree that it falls into the middle of the pack for me compared to the other two. It fell right in between them. Yeah. Um, so our next alternative is the cashew butter. And this mm. is the Justin's brand cashew butter. So maybe, you know, other brands of cashew butter might be different than what we tried um but i'd say overall we did not have a good impression on this yes so i i've had other justin's products before and this is like the smaller size so it comes in a packet and you're supposed to like knead it before to make sure the texture is consistent and i did that but when i opened it a bunch of liquid poured out and it overall had a really gross liquidy texture that was really made it really difficult to actually try it yeah, and I think the flavor kind of went along with, it was a very runny, watery texture, um, and the flavor was kind of bland. There wasn't really that much flavor. Um, it did have kind of a close approximation to the flavor of peanut butter, but just so diluted, it, it, it wouldn't go like on a sandwich or something. Yeah, runny and watery, like Lila said, are not two things you want to be using to describe peanut butter. I think that's um, actually the opposite of what peanut butter is and the consistency of peanut butter. So therefore, I just did not think it was a good alternative um, for peanut butter. And the flavor itself was also not great. I think in addition to it being like just watery, it did have like some weird chunks and some like weird grains in it. I don't know if that was like on purpose, but I didn't, I didn't like it very much. Yeah, I think maybe it could have been some issue with this specific one, but I will not try it again to find out. <laughs> yeah, also a real downside f for me was that I think it lacked flavor. That yeah. was a real issue. 
um, when I was eating it, it almost tasted like I was eating nothing, but then the aftertaste came in and it was Bad. gross. Yeah, I think maybe it wasn't the smartest idea to make it out of cashews, because, you know, personally, like, when I'm eating cashews just as, like, a snack, like, they're not very flavorful in the first place yeah. either. And so I think it's kind of hard to approximate, you know, the flavor of peanut butter if what you're starting with isn't as, as flavorful. Um as what you want okay and so we saved the i in my opinion we saved the best butter for last which yeah. is the cinnamon almond butter by justin's yeah so this one definitely um it had a little bit of a crunchier taste but it was kind of more like so it was kind of more like crunchy peanut butter um but i thought it was overall really good just because the flavor had a lot more depth than the other two um and i think maybe this was because it was like cinnamon flavor um, but overall, the consistency and the flavor were definitely more on par with peanut butter than the other two. I'd say it was a little grainy more. You could definitely, whereas some of the others were more, I mean, definitely some butter was more like a spread. The cashew butter was just like a liquid. This one's definitely grainier. You could definitely taste it. It had been ground up. It tastes kind of like if you can make you can make your own peanut butter and stuff at Whole Foods, and it was a similar idea that, like, you're just grinding it yourself. It wasn't as, like, refined, I guess, as other peanut butters. It could be because there's less ingredients, but um, the flavor was by far the best, and we happened to get the cinnamon, uh, the cinnamon version because that's what they had, but I've had the other versions before, and, I mean, they're all really good. I definitely recommend Justin's Almond Butter. Even if you don't have a peanut butter allergy, it's good as, as its own thing. Yeah, I think it's definitely a lot sweeter than the other alternatives, um, and it does include um, dry roasted almonds and regular powdered sugar, um, so I think that was kind of what contributed it, because it wasn't just, you know, the almonds. Yeah, and even though the texture wasn't quite the same as peanut butter, I think the flavor really made up for the texture, which was really good, and the, um, the cinnamon was a pretty smart addition, I think into the butter because I'm not sure if I would have liked it as much without the cinnamon. Yeah. I think even without the cinnamon though, like the the texture was it, it was a bit very good approximation to peanut butter. I would agree. Yeah. I'd say it's the best one. Yeah, I'd agree out of all of them. Uh that's the one I'm going to buy if I'm going to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich without peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, and you know? the the other two I would definitely not buy I would even clear. if even if I had a peanut allergy, I would not buy them. <laughs> All right, so that's going to conclude our podcast for today. I hope you guys enjoyed listening, and a huge shout-out to Katie for coming on the show with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was super fun. So be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Belmont Media website, um, and be sure to listen in next time for a new Restaurant of the Day. Uh, thank you so much. I'm Lila Eisenberg. And I'm Grace King. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply.